Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and, you know, it's been kind of a, you know, down three days in the sports world. We kind of just have a few updates on what's been going on and what I last talked about, and we have a few other updates in the sports world, essentially. Um, you know, it's kind of hard going from a Friday podcast to a Tuesday with a bunch of news, but we're going to go through it. Uh, first on the list here, Aaron Donald you know, we were, he was mulling retirement. He was thinking about, you know, hitting the couch instead of the, uh, you know, the weight room per se. And $95 million ought to change your mind, I'll tell you that much. So Aaron Donald signs a two-year deal with $95 million guaranteed over the course of that two years. He's the highest paid defensive player ever. And immediately this thought unravels into my mind after I see this. I am like, a defensive end? getting paid the most ever, you'd expect a linebacker, the quarterback of the defense, you know, the Erlackers, the Lawrence Taylors, the Ray Lewises, Dick Butkus, a lot of the, you know, those kind of players. The linebackers are the quarterbacks of the defense, and I'd expect them to be the highest paid ever. But no, you have a defensive tackle slash end, whatever he wants to play, Aaron Donald getting the most money ever. Not Bobby Wagner, not any of these, you know, not Roquan Smith, none of these linebackers today that make noise. Um, I'm probably missing a few. Fred Warner, guys like that, you know, it's a defensive end. And does this make Aaron Donald the greatest defensive player of all time? Do I even dare say that? Aaron Donald, let's read off his stats. I have him right here. Aaron Donald, eight-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team All-Pro, huge deal. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year, 2014 Defensive Rookie of the Year, 98 career sacks at his position, and a Super Bowl champion. Highest paid defensive player ever. Now, what makes Aaron Donald so unique is that he is the leader on that defense at the end slash defensive tackle spot, while most of the other, you know, if you take a look at, you know, just very successful defenses, the so 2006 Bears, Brian Urlacher, the head of the defense, uh, the Legion of Boom, the Seahawks, 2014 when, you know, they dismantled Peyton Manning. You had Bobby Wagner at the linebacking core. You know, I it's incredible because the Legion of Boom was built off Bobby Wagner. I don't think people realize that. They were allowed to miss so many shell-shocking hits because they knew Bobby Wagner would clean up the mess at the linebacking spot. Okay, that it's it's true. Okay, they were so good, but it was mostly Bobby Wagner who did that. The 2000 Ravens, Ray Lewis, hello. Uh, you know, the Bears in 1960s weren't the greatest, but Dick Butkus was one of the best defensive, you know, forces of all time. Lawrence Taylor, obviously a GOAT probably the greatest linebacker ever, uh, debatable, but, you know, but Aaron Donald, you'd expect, I don't know, highest defensive played ever at the defensive end spot, 98 career sacks at the, you know, he can play either the defensive end or defensive tackle, he's probably the best run stopper of all time, uh, let's get him that, he got paid, greatest of all time, let me know what you think down in the comments, I'm not sure on it yet, but let's just say most unique defensive player of all time, it's up there. He's up there for sure. Anywho, next on the list, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, sorry, there was a ding, boom. Deshaun Watson, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about him. I've been a critic of him, his diva mentality, his, you know, it's not even just the uh, the sexual harassment cases anymore. It's, you know, the mentality of that. I'm a, I, I, I'm a big fan of his play. I'm not a fan of him himself. Uh, 66 different women he scheduled massages with, um, fishy, I, you know, if you're a big, big masseuse cat, hey, you do you, man, but, you know, 
the Browns have been receiving unnecessary hate. Uh, I've just been seeing on Twitter and just, you know, a lot of sensitive people. Let's not get it twisted here. Numerous teams were interested in him. You know, probably half the league was interested in shooting for a trade with him. The Browns just had the the picks to give up, and the Texans weren't going to take anything light, okay? So, you know, this is going to make the Browns look like a bad boy team, you know, with their quarterback. Uh, we will find out in due time with Deshaun Watson. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to, you know, bash on the Browns or just, you know, anything to go along with it because we don't know anything yet. We can't have an opinion on this. Um, it's you, you can't have an opinion on this yet because nothing's come out. Yeah. So I don't know, nothing, you know, he's found not guilty in the uh, the court case, but he has civil cases um, to go through. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, I don't know all the uh, contractual stuff that goes along with it, but 66 women for massages he requested. Um, that's the, that's, I, I don't want to say it's fishy, but that's, that's fucking weird. Okay. Have a masseuse, have two masseuses. 66, how many different... Why is it how many different massage places did you go to? How many? Why do you need? There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions that I'm not going to unpack here right now. But 66, my God. Okay, it, it was weird. It was weird at first. You know, I was kind of suspect on the Texans. Uh, you know, after Deshaun Watson requests uh for a trade, immediately after that, the women come out and say, uh, I was harassed by him. And now it's up to 66 women for massage. It's uh, God, the, the, if the numbers keep adding up, it's not looking good to Sean. Okay, he might get suspended. Um, but civil cases deal with money. And he's not going to go to jail, but he might get suspended. So, yeah, he's not going to be imprisoned by any means. But, yeah, I think it's too early to make an opinion on it. I think it's, um, yeah, there's a lot that needs to be unpacked yet. So, we shall see in due time. Anywho, let's jump over to the hard court of the NBA. Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz coach, who I've been very critical of in the past. I've been very critical of the Jazz in the past. I think they should rebuild and get it over with, get Mitchell out of there, get Gobert, load up on picks, make a new team because they suck in the playoffs. So let me get that straight forward here. Uh, when you have the best defensive player in the NBA who's Rudy Gobert and don't do jack shit, that's obviously going to happen uh, when you're the coach, okay, you're going to get fired. The system didn't work. The, the, the jazz were a regular season Hawk. They, they had it all panned out. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert. Um, they were looking good about two years ago, I'd say, you know, maybe promising, but my God, once they get into the playoffs, they just turn into just a mess. They don't know what they're doing. Donovan Mitchell is obviously one of the most underrated superstars in the league. I'd say he doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and they really haven't done anything. I know the West is packed and in, in, in all, but, you know, defense wins championships. Gobert's not no, you know, he can do it all defensively. He's not a bum by any means. Donovan, that whole team has solid defense, and they know how to run an offense for sure. But once they hit the playoffs, goes down the drain, it just seems. So Quinn Snyder fired. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what the Jazz are going to do head coaching-wise, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's time for a rebuild there in the old Salt Lake. Anywho, jumping over to the Lakers here. New hire, Darvin Ham. I'm not going to go crazy on this. Uh, he cleaned house that we fired David Fisdale and a bunch of other assistant coaches. It looks like the Lakers will run it back with the same crew, including LeBron AD, Russell Westbrook. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what they say. But if an 11th seed is not broke, 
I, I don't know, but you know, it might just be a fluke year. It's LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, okay? They're not bums. They're not stupid. They know how to play basketball. Let's not let's not think the Lakers aren't going to, you know, I don't think they'll do the same thing they did this year, okay? They were it was a fun meme. They sucked. It was great to talk about, but at the same time, they have a new coach who's not messing around. Russell Westbrook played amazing towards the end of the year. Anthony Davis, if he can stay healthy, uh, LeBron, 37 years old, averaging close to 30 points a game. They need to get younger, and I think that's the only issue that they will run across. Or run across. But other than that, watch out for LA. Watch out. I know I sound like a you know just bandwagon, but and it's true. It's true. I'm sorry. Anyway, finale. This so my Celtics Warriors game two thoughts. Um, let's just go ahead and say it. You know, I predicted Celtics in six, if not five. Warriors got lucky. Okay, of course, of course, of course, they're gonna get a home win. Okay, it's a, it's an oracle game two. They fixed up a mess. Celtics went cold. They only had three guys in double digits, and one of them wasn't Jalen Brown. Um, yeah, Warriors were expected to get that home win. Uh, you know that'll happen for the Celtics. There, their stars, their stars didn't show up. But here's the deal: neither has Clay Thompson. And if you think guys like Jordan Poole are going to make noise in the NBA Finals against Boston at home in Game 3 and 4, you're high off your ass. Steph Curry's going to make noise. Klay Thompson hasn't been seen anywhere. Um, Kevon Looney scored a big 12. Wow, he's not going to do that against the Celtics again. And it's at home. I'm sorry, Celtics are going to kill the Warriors at home today. I mean today, meaning when the video drops. It's Tuesday right now, but tomorrow, it's going to happen, okay? And come back to this video. Please, please do. By all means, do. It's going to be released at 2 p.m. You're going to see my take, and then you're going to watch the finals, and then you're going to be like, Drake, you are a genius. You should be at, you know, UMass. I don't know. Anywho, Celtics are going to kill the Warriors at home. They had an off game. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Steph Clay Thompson hasn't been anywhere. Guys like Jordan Poole aren't going to show up. This isn't the spotlight for him. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get logistical about it and bring up stats. I'm just going to say how it is. Celtics are the real deal, okay? And, you know, it's it's a different game now than when Steph Curry changed the game. He evolved the game, but at the same time, the game uh, was figured out by a defensive team who knows what they're doing. So, I got Celtics game game three, and I got Celtics game four. They're going to take a 3-1 lead. Warriors might get one at home, and then the Celtics are going to take it in game six. That's my prediction. That is it. That is all for Drake's corner of this episode. Sorry for the short one. It's been a just a little three-day period, so nothing crazy. I will be back next Wednesday. Um... Yeah, I've just been very busy. I haven't been dropping uh, you know, any other videos besides these podcast videos, which I'd like to do more. So, anywho, uh, stay tuned. Stay, uh, stay on the lookout for more videos, and I will see you guys next time. Peace.